are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Have you ever heard of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, a program founded by the Stephen Covey team? It is so amazing, and I thought it would be really cool to create habits of a highly effective yoga practice. I don't know if I'll have seven, but I definitely have a few that really resonate with me, and I want to share with you so that maybe you'll prevent some of the mistakes that I know I've made. So here we go. The first and most important habit of a highly effective yoga practice, in my opinion, is consistency. I really believe that the more consistent you are with your yoga practice, the more benefits that you will see and the more motivation you'll have to continue practicing. Yoga is one of those scientific effects on the body, mind, spirit that takes time subtly to create its position within your life, meaning it is not overnight. You're not just burning off calories. You are really creating such a balance within your body and creating that unity within yourself that it starts to transform you on a million different levels. So I really believe consistency is optimal. I understand from my own personal practice as well that consistency has its challenges, especially if we're talking about having a daily practice. A lot of times, and especially on this podcast, I talk about having a practice that's even 10 minutes or 15 minutes, or even just focusing on key poses or areas of your body, or even just having a pratyama, which is a breath practice, or meditation So there's lots of ways to practice yoga and there's lots of ways to sneak yoga into your life daily. I might have already posted an episode talking about the feet and how important that is in yoga practice and off the mat, but that was a good example of how you can really take yoga anywhere in your life by just focusing on and having your awareness on what you're doing with your feet. So um, same with your hands, you know, taking time to massage your hands while you're washing them or putting lotion on them. So I definitely think there's lots of ways we can provide care to ourselves, live in the present and have more awareness. But ultimately, the goal is really to have a rolled out mat, vital practice that really allows us to continue to have body awareness, mindfulness, and our nervous system benefits in so many ways. Our hormones, our body just starts to align itself. So consistency, just like anything else in life, is paramount. So definitely number one is consistency. The second one would be patience. And I know that you know, whole idea of patience is a virtue, but in yoga, it's actually a requirement. If you're trying to rush the process, 
Um, an example is the entire handstand craze. If you're trying to rush your body into poses as if they have no meaning at all and they're not supposed to be connected with the breath and they're not supposed to take you into the present, you are really not practicing yoga. Even if you're practicing warrior two and that is clearly a yoga pose, you're no longer practicing yoga when you lose your breath, when you hold your breath, when you're not in the present moment and when you're not creating that awareness. All of that plus the physical pose, the asana, is a part of a bigger picture of what yoga provides on such a visceral level to our mind-body-spirit connection. So patience is definitely a requirement, and it's a requirement in life. And that's what I really love about yoga is it has symmetry in what is already happening in life and what we really need to focus on. It's right there in your practice. So again, that on-the-mat, off-the-mat principle does indeed apply. So having patience with yourself, giving yourself time, and again, it goes back to that consistency idea. You need to be consistent. You need to be patient. And all things come with both of those, regardless of what it is that you're applying it to. That's just true. And I really think that without patience in your practice, you will not really connect to yourself on a level that is absolutely beautiful. You will miss out. So definitely patience for me would be number two. Number three for me is compassion. No judgment for self or for others. Sometimes we are easily able to have compassion for our neighbor, a stranger, a friend, but we do not always apply that principle to ourselves and our own lives. And the sad part about that is we need it more than anything because when you have compassion for yourself, you will naturally, organically have compassion for others. And in the sense of yoga practice, compassion is definitely a part of the eight limb system. But if we're just applying that mindset to asana, to the physical pose, the physical posture part of yoga, even just allowing yourself to feel however you're feeling that day in that moment, you have to be okay with that. I know for me, I've made the mistake of, let's say, having a very successful quote-unquote yoga practice or yoga class and then maybe the next day or the next week I go and I'm practicing those same pose and postures and they are not coming together, I'm tight, I'm not strong, whatever the case may be and I always, now anyway, I always remind myself that I need to evaluate what I'm feeling and ask myself if what I'm feeling is something I need to just accept or if there's something that I need to dig deeper into. A lot of times in yoga practice, we are put into different positions in order to either bring awareness to something within self 
or to create that um, feeling of being in the present moment. But especially when you practice a set sequence for a certain amount of time, long enough for you to start to, one, see those subtle improvements that do happen over time with a consistent practice. But more importantly than that is you get to learn little things about yourself. Maybe where you have impatience, back to number two, but where you might be stubborn, where you might be egotistical, where you might have some shame. Um, all of that can come up on the mat because it's amazing how when we are challenged to be physical from a place of, well, we're, we're challenged in yoga to be physical inside out, not outside in. And from someone who has been a runner, who has been a dancer, those disciplines are very external. And yes, you have beautiful moments of internal reflection during those moments, but it's very external. What's happening on the outside is affecting everything with what you're producing with your body. But in yoga, it's completely from the inside out. So having that compassion, when you sit on your mat and you are grounding yourself at the beginning of a practice or you're standing in mountain pose and you're grounding yourself, you have to take a moment and just notice your breath. Notice how you feel. Notice what's happening within yourself. If you have anything that you need to just acknowledge and then move on past don't try to necessarily fix it, solve it, resolve it. Just acknowledge it. Sometimes just acknowledging something is enough. It answers all the questions. So definitely compassion is number three. Number four is contentment. And what I mean by that is being able to have the mindset that wherever you are, is where you're supposed to be. And wherever you go, there you are. You have to have contentment. And in a yoga asana practice, the physical practice, contentment for me would mean, okay, I see that someone else in this practice is, at least in the asana side of practice, maybe more advanced than I am and again this is back to having compassion for yourself patience and all of that but being content with the idea that that's okay that's them and this is me and I am neither elated happy nor am I upset or anxious I'm content and I love that principle I know it's um, you know, the Buddhists believe in contentment, but ultimately contentment is just about, in my opinion, having peace of mind, just having peace. When you can truly be content with your life and where it is in any given moment, you're just at peace. There's a sense of calm. And it's not always constant, but it's nice to visit it 
and know how to get back there. And yoga can facilitate that for you if you allow it to. So definitely contentment is important in my opinion. The next one is flexibility. And I do not mean physical. I do not at all mean you should be able to wrap your leg around your head. But flexibility in your mind, your mindset, being open-minded, being willing to try something new, challenge yourself to seek to understand, not seek to be understood, to venture onto or into uncharted, you know, terrain. And that could be as simple as trying a different yoga studio's time slot. And I mean that because we can seek yoga to provide us this sense of present awareness and then figure out even within that how to become rigid. And rigidity is the opposite of flexibility. So I just believe that in order to really benefit from yoga, to have longevity within your practice, flexibility in your mindset has to be a big and integral part of having an effective yoga practice. I know for me, when I began yoga, the second time, because the first time I was introduced to yoga, it was in the early 2000s. It was by a martial artist. I didn't know I was doing yoga, and I just thought it was a part of what he and I were training um, and doing. But the second time I was reintroduced to yoga, it was consciously, and I became really rigid. I only wanted to do hot yoga and yoga with weights, which was referred to as yoga sculpt. And I wasn't interested in any other type of yoga for a decent amount of time. And eventually, somehow I ventured off. I think I took a workshop. And after that, I understood immediately that yoga was way bigger than what I had ever even understood or knew, knew about the practice um, not just from a level of the different types of asana practice that is available to us, but even that there was seven other limbs to this philosophy of yoga. And it was awesome to begin to allow myself to research and become a student of yoga and know that I'm in control of how much information I am comfortable with receiving as well as how I wanted to apply that information into my life. And so I'm really grateful that I opened up my mind and I was able to decipher how yoga could best benefit my life. And yoga has benefited my life in such a amazing way, but in also different types of ways at different points in my life. I've never actually just utilized one phase of yoga. I've used yoga in its many phases, just like the moon has many phases. I've used it in my life in many different ways. So I definitely think flexibility is, or, you know, flexibility, 
all of this is so important and I don't want to put one in front of the other because the more I talk about them, I'm like, well, maybe this is number one. But ultimately, flexibility, contentment, patience, consistency, compassion, all of those things are principles and all of them can be found in the eight limbs of yoga um, as well. So definitely um, check that out if you are open-minded. Another idea that I believe is important is to remember two things. You are always a student of yoga and you are always a beginner. And it's sort of like the martial arts mindset. It's very Eastern philosophy. And the idea is we are never masters of the discipline. And even if we could rise to that level, you are still a student to somebody who is still your master. So I love that idea because in line with being rigid and not having patience in your practice, you can want to somehow, quote-unquote, graduate to the next level. And yoga is a lifetime practice. It's not a destination it is a journey and it's really important to remember that because even if you become extremely extremely proficient in one discipline of yoga you're still going to be a student in another discipline I, I wholeheartedly guarantee that even if you become extremely masterful in asana you may not be masterful in pratyama which is the breath work Um, You may still struggle in meditation or just understanding that you are a beginner and it's okay. It's actually beautiful because having a beginner mindset and and the eyes of a beginner is equivalent to hanging out with babies all day and watching them notice their hand for the first time. Or hanging out with a small child that's learning to read for this first time. Who wouldn't want the opportunity to relive on some level that just beautiful, in some ways naive, in some ways just completely like ready to blossom into life all over again? Well, guess what? You can. You can do it in your entire life. You can look at everything like it's brand new, but definitely it will enhance your yoga practice in ways that is mind-blowing. So just remember to always look at things as a beginner and always remember that you're a student and you will definitely have a highly effective yoga practice. I'm not sure if I have any more in this particular episode. I think that Ultimately, the moral of this story is your yoga practice is between you and yourself. (laughs) And what's so beautiful about that is you can do as much or as little and you can modify, you can find variations, you can tailor it to you, to your life, to your needs. And yoga 
meets you on the mat. You don't meet yoga. So just remember that the more you practice yoga, the more benefits you will see and the more motivation you will have to continue. And even if you fall off the yoga wagon and time goes by, life takes its toll, challenges come up, and the seasons change, just remember yoga is always there. So just roll out your mat, get on it, and start to reground, regroup, and regain that focus and allow yoga to unite your mind and your body with your spirit. And as I always say, and I know I'm not, I didn't invent this, but we are spiritual beings living a human experience. So with that said, I really appreciate you listening. I wish you so much success as you embark or continue on your yoga journey, realizing that it's a path that is so beautiful and personal and I hope that it is a lifelong part of your existence and that you find contentment and peace within your soul as you continue to incorporate yoga and all its many benefits and challenges into your life. Thank you for listening. The faith is my grace. Love is the highest vibration. Namaste. Download the Spotify or Stitcher app for free. Find all the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast episodes on there, including my new series where I break down yoga poses one by one, step by step, as well as downloading free audio yoga classes and other podcast episodes. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste.